Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Welcome, Casey Harper. It's your birthday weekend. Happy 34th birthday. How are you? (laughs) I'm fine. Yeah. Thanks for the birthday wishes. Yeah, how are you feeling? Let's do a quick feelings check-in on your 34th birthday weekend. I'm so glad you're 34 because when you were 33 and I was 39 for a few weeks, I didn't like that. So now we're back to being five years apart. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a problem. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of exhausted. You probably yeah. hear it in my voice. Yeah, you've got this deep, sexy man voice happening. Man voice. What have did you I have aged? before? I think now that you're 34, your voice is deeper. Oh, I finally hit puberty. Yay! Yeah. Now your voice ma- matches that mustache. Oh, <laughs> that more sophisticated. Your sophisticated man mustache. I feel well, like you should have like a scotch and a, and maybe like an ascot on and a pipe. Oh, <laughs> I can't do that. Anyway, no, thanks. A lot of, I don't know if I've told you this, but a lot of our friends have said I pretty much skipped my mid-30s and went right into my 40s. Because of the mustache? No, because of, like, being with you and having (laughs) kids now. Because I can't – they don't relate to me because they don't have kids. So, like, They're like, what happened? Well, yeah. Because you just got an instant family. Yeah. Yeah. An insta family. Insta family. You got me and the girls. I don't really have – I can't have those conversations. Like, I still talk about it because I need to vent about it, but they don't really know. Like, with your friends who have, like... No children. Or your friends who have children that, like, have babies who have grown up. Like, you missed all that. No, it's not even that. It's I'm just saying the friends that we have that don't have kids at all. gotcha. And I... They're like, when did you become a 40-year-old man? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Being around the kids will age you a little, huh? Yeah, yeah, they do. Got some good stories for everybody. Uh, guess who's not going to be featured in the mental mom moment this week? Oh, I'm not because Casey takes the cake. It's my mental mom moment. <laughs> it's your mental. But speaking of cake, oh God, was that good? Did you hear that? That wait, let me finish. <laughs> I made you a cake for your birthday. You did, and it reminded me that I should just stay in my lane, as they say. Um, and probably just order one from a professional because why what was there was nothing Casey wrong with likes it. okay here's what Casey likes he's a very simple man he likes the Pillsbury strawberry cake mix with the strawberry frosting right yeah and he doesn't even like the homemade frosting he likes it out of the Pillsbury uh, container yeah okay. so how much easier can you make it for your girlfriend you can, I mean that is the easiest but I made it the first time I made this for you like when we first met. And it was your birthday. Um, I, you know, I really wanted to impress you and stuff. And I made cupcakes because I know I can nail cupcakes pretty well. Hard to mess up cupcakes. So I used the strawberry cake mix and the strawberry frosting made cupcakes. Yeah, those are really good. They were great. Then this year, um, I don't know. I haven't made them in a while, but a couple years. But then this year I made it 
again, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do the thing where I make two round cakes, take the serrated knife, cut off the humps, you know, to make two flat layer cakes frosted in the, in between, like, but the thing is, it was on a Friday and I had five clients scheduled working from home and I give myself like a half hour break in between. So I was trying to like, I'd see a client, have a great session and be like, okay, I'm going to go do this part. And then I'd go like, so I don't know, somehow it, it didn't go well. And part of the cake, when I, when I took one of the cakes out of the pan and flipped it over, part of it broke. So then I was trying to like re put it back together with frosting and what I ended up doing is just, I got half the cake to look really good. So I just cut a slice for Casey out of that and put it on a plate and made it look like kind of pretty. And then oh, I was like, I oh, here know. you go. It was good. And then there's like a really ugly rest of the cake in the fridge with some foil on it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that was a whole thing. It was a thing. It still was really good. It I don't care thing. what it looked like. Good. But you know, I want, I want it to be perfect for you. It was a good you. surprise. Good. Yeah. I didn't think it was that much of a problem for you. Well, it was, it was fun. I just wanted it to be like really pretty and perfect. Well, that one piece was. That one piece was. Yeah, it was yeah. good. So did you like your um, soccer jersey I got you? Yeah, for your birthday? my kit. Yeah. That was... Oh, it's called a kit. Yeah, that's, I'm learning it too. Yeah, no, it's really cool. And it's your. I was surprised. You was... were. Yeah. And it's good. your um, team. Yeah, it was a West Ham. West Ham. And so instead of getting your player's name, I got case closed as your name on the back Yeah, it was it. customized. What number did I put? 14. Which is. One of my favorite numbers. That's just one of your favorite numbers. Okay. That's right, because you told me that if I did... I'd say it's probably, like, my favorite number, but it's, I don't know, like, my top favorite number. Okay. Is there any reason for that? I don't know. A lot of good things just happened when I had 14 on. Okay. Awesome. I stuck with it. Yeah. So, happy birthday. Thank you. So, should we hop right into your... um, Casey's mental mom moment this week. Usually it's me having the mental mom moment since I am the mental mom. But this week, Casey is like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll do it. I'll take the mental yeah, mom moment. I was... You want to tell everybody about it? <laughs> uh, so the 10-year-old and I were having a conversation about cleanliness and crumbs. Because <laughs> we talk about this every week. We've... Yeah, and it doesn't seem to have sunk in yet. It's gotten better, but... There's still things that need work, and that's just life. But she tries to was trying to make everything in one trip, so like like carry everything from the living room to the kitchen to the kitchen. And when when we have like movie night or you know they have desserts and stuff in the living room in the living room, they all they have their own towel, mm-hmm. and then we to try to catch crumbs, but right. that doesn't really system. work because uh, then they fling the towel Because in the air. apparently the girls and I, when we take, we're not very careful when we move our plates, like if it's a paper plate and like crumbs go flying everywhere. I don't even notice it, but Casey does. And I believe you. I just, yeah. you know, so she was, Hawkeyes. She was getting up and did the whole paper plate thing and dropped crumbs everywhere. And I just said, hey, maybe you need to take more than one trip. And then she started saying how she doesn't need to do that and she can get it all. And I said, I understand you can do that, but you're making a mess while you're doing it. And the whole point is to not make a mess. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of joking back and forth. You and the 10 year old. Yeah. Joking. So yeah. it was like a little lighthearted, like banter. Banter. With a point. Yeah. To as she was walking away from me into the kitchen, and I was still trying to be like an adult about it and just reinforced, like, 
you just do what I say. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and she's in the kitchen. I'm on the couch, and in between us is you and the seven year old. And for some reason, the seven year old felt like she needed to chime in, and started telling me to shut my mouth using her little chicken clap you, hands. Like you know when you do the chicken dance. Dun, 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 yeah. You know when you do this like with your yeah. And she got her little neck bobbing thing and going she's in like, it. She needed, I don't remember saying you need to shut your mouth. Yeah. She goes shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. She, she thought said she was it being twice. funny, yeah. right? Yeah. And however, but, it was however, inappropriate and disrespectful. So I so I quit talking to the ten year old and I went <laughs> right at the seven year old and I said, first off, you don't ever tell me to shut my mouth. And it got really tense in the room. Yeah, she knew. And she knew she was in trouble. I just told her, you know, you don't tell me that. You don't tell your mom that. You don't tell grandma and grandpa that. You don't tell anybody to do that. And I said that's not respectful. And she felt bad. There was a lip quivering. And she really looked was like she crying. was about to cry. She it, didn't cry. It wasn't crying, but you could tell she was holding it back. Yeah. And it was real. Like she knew she was yeah. in so, the wrong and in trouble. It just. I don't know. I kind of got like really angry. I and felt like it was 100% appropriate the way you handled it, but you felt a little bit bad afterwards, which I thought showed how sweet you are. You're not as yeah. badass tough so, guy as I thought you were. Aww. Well, yeah. So I just felt like I needed to say something. and. But then you know what I loved? What's that? You, after you said what you needed to say, you put your hand on your knee and you were like, hey, I'm not mad at you. I just needed to tell you that. And we, like, worked through it. And I thought you handled it really well. well. Thanks. I didn't have any issues with how you handled it. Well, that's good. But did it feel a little... What did it feel like? Like, did you feel a little bad afterwards? Um, I felt more good than bad. Okay. Because you have to <laughs> say it. I mean, you can't just keep it in and let a yeah, seven-year-old I, talk to you like that. I think it's okay. We're getting more involved, you know, and our the girls and I's relationship is getting more involved i'm getting more comfortable at you know being able to say something like that because early on i probably wouldn't have done it the way that i did do it but i think that's just where i'm at being more involved in their life and like an adult figure where we're gonna be together for a long time so you better understand that talking to me that way is not gonna not okay. fly so yeah as you um step into your role of step adult influencer yes that's what casey calls himself yes all right good job also i just realized um i didn't actually make you say a feeling word earlier for... said i felt exhausted oh i missed that yeah i'm sorry maybe you should pay attention maybe i was thinking about what i was gonna say next yeah which is maybe one of my you biggest should stop peeves. talking over me when you ask me I'm my sorry. feelings and then i'm sorry that you have, don't feel heard I don't. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing. You, thank you. Casey, I'm sorry that you feel exhausted. I shouldn't say I'm sorry. I appreciate you being honest and open about your feelings. And no, I, you should just apologize for not remembering <laughs> what I said and then let's move okay, on. I'll apologize for not remembering what you said. Okay. And thinking about what I was going to say next. Because that's uh, not good active listening. It's not. Okay. So. So thank you. You are welcome. What's and thank next? you. Okay, next, because Casey, he's he's hurrying me along because he's got football with the dudes to watch. He's got he's leaving here after this, 
um, to go watch football with his dudes. I'm not hurrying you, but I'm trying to keep it on course. And that is your job. That's one of your jobs here at the Mental Mom Show. And this is where I become the bad guy. No, I appreciate it. Because you know me, I'd be doing this show. I'd be planning this show for four hours straight and still be like, no, I'm not ready yet. And sometimes I need you to just cut it off. Okay. So another thing, um, I guess I'm trying to figure out my high five moment, you know, where I high five myself for something. We did clean out the car. The girls and I cleaned out the car. That was a big deal. Moms, dads, do you feel me on this? Like Casey's car is impeccably clean all the time, no matter what. Mm. It is. I look over in your car in the parking lot and I'm like, oh my That's God. Just because there's like nothing in the back seat doesn't mean it's necessarily clean. Okay. For any parent standards who, unless you're like a type A, like really on top of it parent, which if you are, good for you. Probably not, maybe not listening to this show. I don't know. Well, that's. <laughs> Might not be my demographic. Um, you just need to be more of a hard ass on them. I know. So we, we did. I made the girls. There's new things are happening around here. Girls are in charge of cleaning out the back seat because they're the only ones who sit back there. You and I don't sit back there. They True. sit back there. True. So, you know, the granola crumbs from granola bars after school, snacks and. Um, you know, now we have masks everywhere mm. and toys, pencils, little toys, clothes, wrappers, random stuff. So we did. The girls had to clean out the back seat. We took it to the car wash place. They did the vacuuming. They did the, what are those things called? The rubber mat things. The rubber mat things? Rubber mats, I guess. Okay. They clean those. Um, they did a great job. I was proud of them. So I guess that could be my high five moment for this week that I, because you know how like every week I'm like, all right, I'm going to have the girls clean out the car this week. And, and then, then you just do like, it. Or I, or no one does it. Yeah. And I finally did it. So yay. Good, high good five job. Meg. Woo. All right. And then this is a moment. It's not an actual segment, but it's just a little Casey Harper story that I'd like to share with our listeners because I think you'll find it amusing. Oh, this is really all about me this time. Yeah. This is all about you. It's wow. your birthday. Um, okay. This is funny. So it had been a long day of me seeing clients, and so Casey and I get home about the same time, and he um, starts talking about everything he learned about what the sun and what else. What were you telling me about? Well, there's a bit of a precursor okay, to this story. Okay, why don't you share this part, and then I'll just The other night, uh, we were just laying around, and I was reading stuff online about, I don't know, it was like history stuff. And you, when you were assaulting me with information, yeah, and you're like, it's too late for me to be. You can't just tell me things because I and I don't know. You, and remember, you kept reading things at me. It wasn't like you. I, I didn't feel like it was collaborative. But it was like good information. Yeah, but about, it was ten thirty at night, and I'm trying to shut off my brain, and I'm laying in bed with you, and I'm trying to like calm down, and you're like filling my head with knowledge, and I'm like, listen, Casey, I can't, I can't process all this, and I, I dropped a few hints, right, of me saying this is. Of me saying, okay, I can't really process that right now. Can we talk about this another time? Or, okay, two more minutes online, and then can we shut off the, the devices? And then <laughs> I went back to I went to doing something else, like reading. I don't know what I was doing. And you were sitting over there in bed just kind of quietly reading facts at me. <laughs> you, kept, you thought because you'd switched to something educational at that point that, that you could just kind of share these little facts at me. You really want to do me to engage with you, and um, it was quite hilarious. Remember how much you had me cracking up, mm-hmm. and I told you you were assaulting me with information. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that I was do. so was that first, and then was it after that? Yeah. Okay, keep going. So yeah, the that was what was happening, and then was it the next I day? I was no, it was like a day or two, 
Because, no, it was the next day we got the girls back, and then you asked them about school, and then they were like, oh, we learned this, and, like, you just dropped every, whatever you were doing. or To hear about their day and, and what they're learning. Yeah, and then you were, like, doing other things while they were telling you things that they learned, and you were, like, super engaged and everything. And supportive and excited. Yeah, like, oh, that's so great. About their love of learning. Yeah. Like a good and then mother. I watch a documentary about space and how the solar flares off the sun are hotter than the surface of the sun and scientists can't understand why. And then they also found ice inside Mercury, which Mercury is the closest planet to the sun, and they can't explain that. And you still... Wasn't this later, though? Like a few hours later? No, it was like the next day. Then we didn't have the girls. Okay, so it was like uh, the next day. So then, yeah, you go on to one of your like diatribes. You call some diatribes. Of why you can't listen to me. And then I said, you know, I think, I don't how you I said phrased this. it. You said, you said, why is it that when the girls tell you about stuff that they learned at school, you are very excited and you want to know more and you're so supportive. But when I tell you new stuff that I'm learning, you something like. You don't care. <laughs> It's pretty much what it is. So Casey's feelings were hurt, and it was really cute. This is stuff you should know. I mean, you're just trying to help. Science me. can't explain why the stuff coming off of the sun is hotter than the surface of the sun. And that is something I'm very, I'm, I'm glad you're... that there are teams of scientists working on that to figure that out. I just only have so many. I only have so much room in my in my mm, brain. Here and we like, go. Is this the diatribe? This go. is the diatribe. I only have so much room in my brain. I had so many clients today. <laughs> my life's hard. I, Shut ha- up. I can't take in any more information because not science information after nine p.m. Just then, humor me and just pretend like you care. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll work on that. Gosh, I will work on that. I will. I know that. Or maybe you need to join a science club or like a national. No, Geographic. I just want to watch something and then come home and tell you about it. All right, I can I can work on that. What's so hard about that? Okay. I I'll just won't talk to you anymore. Okay, so that's Let's passive aggressive. Yeah. Let's. You want to just do that? <laughs> you guys should see his smirky little face right now. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you don't have. You don't care. You don't care about anything I have to say. Okay, Casey Harper's having a moment. We're having a tantrum right here in the studio. By that I mean the living room or dining area that we're recording in. Aw, Casey's upset. Hey, I hear you. I'm validating what you're saying, and I will work on it. I will work on knowing that it's important for you to be able to share information with me, even if it's information you don't need anything from me. Is what you're saying? You don't need me. No, to... I just want you to think that it's interesting. Okay, I can do that. I can work on that. Can you stop looking like such a wounded little kitten? Maybe. Please? We'll see how the next time I have information to bestow on you. Okay, how about next episode we'll do a check-in about it and see if I've improved. Okay. Put this on my treatment plan. Probably won't. Goals. You know, you could believe in me a little bit. What? You could believe in me. Oh, I didn't hear you. Okay. All right, so um, that was the KC Harper got his feelings hurt because I don't – I care more about what but my anyway, kids But anyway, if you guys have then. HBO, uh, it's a documentary <laughs> series. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's about space. It's new. It's 2020 release. Okay. It's like a six-part or eight-part episode. About new things they're learning about space? Yeah. Okay. And they're exploring all the other planets and stuff. Okay. I think that's a great endorsement from you. You pick out great... Like, did you know on Pluto there's a giant thing of ice that's in the shape of a heart? Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Good try. Good effort. No, I know I really... Good effort. (laughs) 
really care. Good effort. That's actually really interesting. What's next? Um, so then you just said <laughs> the shape of a heart, which made me think of the heart of the ocean, the blue. Well, not like the Valentine's Day heart. Like it looks like. Oh, you a mean like human a human heart? heart. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I oh that is interesting. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, but yeah, that made me think of the blue diamond heart from the Titanic, which I, we finally watched. No, we didn't. Listen, we okay. got <laughs> we got Casey's to the birthday dinner on Friday. We I said let's do this. Let's watch um, Titanic because we haven't watched it together. It's Casey's like favorite movie of all time. I like it. You like it a lot, and I, I do. do too. But you know, I know what happens in the end. I think we all know what happens in the end, and it's really sad. So I said, sure, let's watch it. And then as soon as we got to the part where they hit the iceberg, I start tearing up because I know what's going to happen. And I'm like, do, do we need to finish this? Because we know what happened. And then you were really nice about it. So we watched like a good hour and a half of it together. We just didn't watch the end of it where everyone dies. Not everybody dies. Lots of people Rose die. didn't die till the very end. <clears throat> right. When she put the heart back in the ocean. Yeah. And then she died on the boat. But I'm glad that we watched But then it they, at the end, they all meet at the staircase because they're all together again. So it's a happy ending. Yeah. And I said we could fast forward the um, drownings and the well, that's like the sinking whole, and then just go to the it's end. It's the whole part of the, the second half of the but, movie. But it's like anyway, nothing. Okay, anyway. So we did watch moving that. Moving on. And thank you for watching. We didn't watch it fully. Thank you for watching The Cutting Edge with me, finally. Oh, yeah. That wasn't bad. The Cutting Edge. Cheesy. Yeah, but it's like 90s cheesy, perfect. I would love to hear from anybody who's, who loves The Cutting Edge as much as I do. Christine, our good friend, let us borrow her copy. And Casey liked it. All right, it moving right along. Moving right along because we've got a lot of, of, of TV, film stuff we're going to talk about. Um, okay, so Christine and I will be watching Saved by the Bell reboot, which is coming out November 25th on Peacock. Oh, really? And... Yeah, this is a big deal because it's got the whole cast except for the original cast. Basically everyone, all the main people except for um, Screech. When you say reboot though, it so it's, it's like picking up after yes, they've graduated? Zach Morris. So it's like a continuation. Yeah, Zach Morris is now the mayor of... Sunnyvale or whatever. Wherever they are, yeah. That's Trailer Park Boys. Okay, um, California or the no, the town, wherever, Bayview. Yeah. yeah. Heights, I don't know. So Zach Morris is, which is actually Mark Paul Gossler's back, yes. Um, and he, so he's the mayor. And then his son is like the new Zach Morris character. The blonde, you know, the good looking blonde guy. Sure. Then A.C. Slater's back, I think is the gym teacher. Of course, why wouldn't he be? And then Jesse Spano's back as maybe the guidance counselor. I think she's the principal. Or the principal. Um, and then I don't really know the details on the rest. I don't. I kind of want to just watch it. They're, I'm well, linking a couple. So it's trailers. not really like a reboot. It's... They're calling it a reboot. Oh. Because to me, that's not a reboot. That's, that's like, like a, a continua continuation of the show. Like reboot to me would be recasting the entire show and then starting it over, but with like a new crop of like it would be twenty year olds in high school. Gotcha. Or twenty five to thirty year olds in high school. Yeah. Because you know, okay, because you and I were having a discussion about this. You don't really like reboots or when they redo movies or TV shows, but you don't mind a continuation. 
yeah, if it's gonna add to the story or the uh the world of that character, you know, or that type like Batman, like how Christopher Nolan did all of his Dark Knight series and stuff, like it was Batman but done in a different way. You know, it was like grittier, yeah. darker you, type you're of thing. Okay with that. Yeah. Um But you don't want the same I don't story like... rehashed with new Actors. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, like, example, uh, Jumanji. Yeah, I only saw the original. Right, with Robin Williams. Why, why do I need to see it? And then it's like, so why are we redoing it 20 years later right. with The Rock? Right, like, it's so weird. Kevin Hart. Like, like, there's nothing about that that's appealing to me. Yeah, and maybe it's because the original, to me, is that good, or it had that much impact on my Robin childhood yeah. like why do i need another one right because the, the to that one it means so much to me and so I it's totally like hard for me to like buy into it i know there's other people out there that are like oh this is great i love the story and this and that but to me it just doesn't do anything because you already had a relationship with the first one well, it's, and it just seems like oh we don't we can't think of our own creative idea right. so let's go to the well and it's been 25 years, so we can do this one, right? Like, we can... It just doesn't appeal to me. But you, if they're picking up where they left off, like, you get Zach Morris as an adult, becomes the mayor of whatever town he's in. Right. And it's his family. Yeah. Just like Cobra Kai. Right. Like, right. that, I think, is good. I That kind of stuff I like, but... But not the remake of the original. Right. With, like, same storyline, just new... Right. Actors, you don't like that. Because if it... I don't really either. To me, it's like, if it wasn't good the first time, then why are we going to remake it? Like, if they, if someone came out and tried to make a new Dirty Dancing... Right. I would, why? I would, I would be like, no way. How why would dare you? Why would you want that? Yeah, I don't want anything it, to Because it's that. cheesy and 80s. And it's perfect. And that's And it's why like it, my childhood fantasy movie. Right. Like, I, it... Right. It means something. So, I went down this little rabbit hole, as I do, with my lovely ADD brain, Um Turns out, because I just couldn't stop rooting, um, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech, he's not invited to the reboot. And you can read more about it. I'll post like some links to the articles. But apparently, he came out with a book. I don't know when. Back in the day. 2010. This is all during. So all this stuff that I'm going to talk about from this point forward in the in this show um, has to do with my coma files, you know, where I try to like catch up on things that I missed. When I was having children. So from 2010 to like 2015, I, I was in like this coma of missed out on so much pop culture and so many things. So I was just like parenting and starting going through like so much with parenting. I had some depression and um, just anyway, you can listen to other podcasts if you want to know more about my coma. Um, <laughs> but I call it my ch- child rearing coma. So all this stuff kind of happened during that period where I missed I missed this. So apparently Dustin Diamond came out with a tell-all behind-the-scenes book um, about, like, the dark side of Saved by the Bell. Oh. Yeah. And... What happened after the bell? Then Lifetime made a movie based on this book, and it's called The Unauthorized Saved by the Bell. And it's a 2014 Lifetime movie. Um, You can watch it. And oh, it's called be- oh, his book is called Behind the Bell, and so it's all about like 
drug use that was supposedly going on and like scandalous things that were going on behind and the so the movie then is about um that came out in 2014 on lifetime is based on that book and it's like about these the kids how they're these young actors you know tiffany amber Thiessen, mark paul gosler all the the gang mm-hmm. are such icons on tv and then like they're supposed to be these pure nice characters but then like they're dealing with hollywood blah sure. blah blah haven't read it probably won't definitely will wa- probably watch the movie i'll make christine watch that with me sounds right up our alley so he apparently because of this book that he wrote he's not invited back he's he kind of pissed off the cast i believe and the other cast members i don't know if he pissed them off but they the other cast members of did not help me with my words here validate or Right. They, they said, no, nah, that stuff didn't actually happen. He's had a hard time since Saved by the Bell anyway. So, there, Why is something coming up about porn from in my memory bank? Was he involved in some weird porn stuff? I don't know. I just don't know what all he was involved in, but I know he hasn't had much of a career outside of Saved by the Bell, and I think that's probably his grasp for something something as he writes this book because he probably needs money he probably needs money yeah so randomly dr oz which i do not get into the dr oz show and i don't understand why dr oz had dustin diamond on his show to talk about all of this at some point i don't remember what year that was but i found it online. well that's what i mean he can't even get on like a a real talk show like i guess it's mainstream but but you know like yeah dr oz to talk to about a book right like so uh, no he was on dr oz to apologize because he says that a ghostwriter wrote the book and basically blames everything on the ghostwriter. And like he had nothing to do with the stories that the ghostwriter was writing for him in this book by Dustin Diamond. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> no, it's crazy. What? Crazy. Why would that person write a book about details, supposed details of a show? Sounds to me like he wanted to possibly use that as apology as a way to get back on everyone's good side and get asked to join the reboot. I mean, like it's crazy. This other person that I told to write stuff down because I didn't, is that what he's saying? I didn't physically type it or handwrite things. I guess because a ghostwriter just writes what you tell them to write or like they add, they add the writing ability. And he didn't proofread it. Right. Or anything. And if your name is on it, come on now. I don't know. Maybe he's not that smart. He hasn't had a good career after, like I said. Yeah, so maybe he's had a rough Maybe match. he is being honest and he just didn't read the book. He was so cute on that show. But yeah, so it's kind of sad that he's not coming back. But I mean, what would he really have added anyway? Oh, he was pretty funny. But so then that, that rabbit hole took me on to, apparently there's a whole series of the unauthorized dot, dot, dot. So there's on, on Lifetime Network, Lifetime Movie Network, or maybe it's just Lifetime. It's your channel. I can't remember. So there's the unauthorized Full House story that came out in 2015 and the unauthorized Beverly Hills 90210 story. Christine, we're going to be watching a lot of shows, a lot of movies. Good. Um, she loves like all this pop culture stuff. Um, yeah, I didn't think you'd be interested in it, but I think some of our listeners might. And you Full know House is okay. but I am trying to give everyone things to do as we may be heading into a, I'm not going to call it lockdown. I hate when people say that. Time at home. Time at home. Health prevention time at home um, where we stay inside. And this is a great thing we could all catch up on is let's find out the unauthorized, untold stories that may or may not be true. 
about these shows that we grew up watching. Okay? Did guys watch these shows? Was this my I don't remember my brothers watching any of this, but they're younger than me. Um, I'm sure they did. did I you? only know of Full House was in full swing, I think. I, I remember watching that. Um, but like with Saved by the Bell and 90210, I only really saw those in more of like a passing view with my cousins because they were into that. Were they girls? But they were your your age. Yeah. Or a little old, or your age or just a little older than me mm-hmm. at the time. So they, I remember going over to their house and 90210 would be on and Plus, my dad always made fun of it, 90210. So, (laughs) like, when I was little and I just heard him making fun of it, it already was like, well, I don't want to watch it because my dad doesn't like it, that type of thing. Was he making fun of things like the cast being, like, 30 years old and in high school? Oh, I don't know. He just would say some stupid stuff and talk about the zip codes and (laughs) I don't know. You'd have to ask my cousins because he like, it was funny. I can imagine. um, Yeah, I doubt your brother's were interested in watching Mm -hmm. anything like that because it was on let's see um saved by the bell was on i think 88 to 98 so this is on that long yeah 10 years and then i don't know if that's including college years because then they did college years do you remember that oh like when they were 40 and then they were in college (laughs) oh okay (laughs) oh gosh so then while i'm doing that deep dive i get into another whole thing with peacock i think the peacock network is going to be pretty cool we have it yeah we have peacock network is it well most of it's free most of it is free okay so they have um mcgruber is coming to peacock so i went down this rabbit hole because i grew up watching macgyver loved macgyver did you watch the original macgyver no okay you were probably but i know of it so then I watched that with like my parents when I was growing up and loved it. And then when Saturday Night Live was is it Will Forte? Mm-hmm. Um, did that skit on Saturday Night Live about MacGruber. And yeah. it was like totally over the top and making yeah, that's fun. A stupid movie. And then they made the movie. <laughs> which if you say stupid, I haven't seen it, but it's probably like, you know, Hot Rod, which I love. I don't think it's on the same level as Hot Rod. Oh, you don't? I know. Kristen think. Wiggs in it, I think. And... Yeah. I I just remember working at the theater and it not doing very well. Oh, you were working at the theater. Like Hot Rod did fairly well. Okay. Because um, I was there too when it came out. Cause, so um, it's not the same kind of cult classic. Or like Napoleon Dynamite's not like in that. At least not in my circles. That, okay. You know, where we sit down and we're like, oh, let's watch MacGruber because it's so stupid. Like it's how funny. we can watch Napoleon Dynamite but like, like three times a week. That or that. with like Hot Rod. Hot, like, Rod, Hot Rod's just it. quotable. And yeah. Every, I don't know. Everybody that I hang out with likes Hot Rod. But I do but love uh, Will Forte. Nobody ever tries to pitch MacGruber as a watching movie. Right, except they're now going to be making uh, MacGruber. Well, the clearly TV there's show. a base for it. Yeah. Because why would they waste money on making a TV show? And isn't is Will Forte one of the Lonely Island guys? Mm-mm. No. He not with Andy's. Uh, I can never say. Sandberg. Right. Sandberg. No. Okay, what am I thinking of? Like, I'm a mother lover, you're a mother lover. Yeah, that's the Lonely Island, but he's not a part of that. Okay, because that's JT, Justin Timberlake, and... He's like a special guest. Okay, Andy Samberg, and then... I don't know the other two guys' names off the top of my head. So he's not part of that, but he is an SNL. Yeah, he was on SNL. Yeah. I thought he did some funny songs. I'm going to have to look it up. 
uh, no, I don't think he's very musical. So then, like, at some point when I was uh, being a mother, I came – like, with moms, you have to be so on it and, like, able to fix things and come up with solutions on the spot. So I started calling myself – anytime I'd do that, I'd be like, Mom Giver, Mom Giver, and oh call my myself gosh. that. <laughs> I had, like, little kids who had no idea what I was talking about, and I'd be, like, singing that when I would, like, re-put something together or come up with some contraption to solve some sort of problem. Um, you have to do that a lot when you're a mom. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of fun. So I'm excited to see what all comes um, of Peacock. So then, are you ready? Are you on this rabbit hole with me? We're just diving right down into the dirt keep of going. the rabbit hole. Beavis and Butthead is coming back. Again? Yes. I thought they already came back. They did. They're coming back again. Mike Why? Judge is... Is that his name? Uh-huh. Mike Judge? He's um he signed a contract with I think it's Comedy Central. It's not MTV. It's I think it's Comedy Central. And I don't have an exact date of when they're coming back, but yeah, he's he's redoing not redoing it, continuing it. Yeah, well, I thought they tried this before, yeah, like back in. They came yeah, back after because I, I remember it, being excited about it, and then it like went nowhere, and then. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So it's like, what's the? They're point? trying again. Okay. So Sam and I, you know Sam, who was on the show like a long time ago, my childhood BFF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she and I used to sneak. This is one of the shows we used to sneak. Um, you know, because she could figure out how to decode her parents' cable box because they had it programmed. You know, so you couldn't watch oh, any the simple shows. Lock? Yeah, and she uh, could get in there and do something with it. And so we'd watch Beavis and Butthead. And next time she's on the show, I'm gonna have her do her. Um, I don't know if it's Beavis or Butt Butthead, but she would do the voice. And she nails it, and it's hilarious. And we used to just be so obnoxious and quote Beavis and Butthead as eighth graders. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't see you watching that show, but that's pretty oh. funny. Oh yeah, we. Yeah. Did you guys watch it? Uh yeah, I watched it. And then, I also found out. I don't know if anyone else out there loves the show Daria, which I'm gonna rewatch and maybe have you watch with me. The cartoon. She's kind of like an angsty teenager. Who's real melancholy and dark yeah, lover. I've tried to watch it before, but I was younger, so maybe I just didn't get it. Yeah, that might be it. Because I was in like eighth grade and I was watching it, I think. Um, and maybe grade. I'm not the target audience. You might not I be. am a male. You are. Um, so she, I didn't realize she was a character on Beavis and Butthead, and then she got a spinoff show, the cartoon. I know it's cartoons. But well, then does Mike Judge do that one? I think so. I'm going to have to look that up. So huh. then she's, I think her show's coming back too. Yeah, I did hear that, or they were making a movie or something. Is it a show? Yeah. Okay. It's a show. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, that brings me to this gem from the Coma Files I've been wanting to talk to you about forever. Um, it's been on my list. So a couple weeks ago, I finally watched the documentary Catfish. You had already seen it. Yeah. It's been on my list for so long. Um, so in... It came out in 2010, but that's right when I was having my first daughter. So that's kind of when the coma started. Um, She was born in 2010. So I remember being, I think I was on maternity leave. I don't remember, but I remember watching a random Dr. Phil episode and he had this show about catfishing. And I'm like, what? Like, I just did not know what that was, you know? I had no idea what, what he was talking about. And so I was, like, interested in it, but then I never got back to, like, figuring out what it was. And then I knew there was this show on MTV called Catfish. And so finally I did some research um, 
a couple, like a couple years ago and it's been on my list. Like I have a documentary list that is so long. It's taking me years to get through it. So I finally watched it and you'd already seen it, right? You watched it when it came out. Yeah. Or not too long after. Did it come out in theaters when you worked at the movie theater? No, I saw it on like HBO or something on TV. I think, did it go to the theaters? I think it did. I don't know. Cause it was Could've. a big deal. So catfish, I'm sure everybody's kind of like knows what catfish is now. It's like, a term, but Casey and I did a little bit of a deep dive on how the term came about and what it means, and we have a nice little football tie-in with, how do you say his name? Manti Teo. Manti Teo. So, so Nev Schulman, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, well, let me just back up. This is such a random Meg ADHD moment, but a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, the girls and I were just like, what are we going to watch? And so we're just kind of going through... We see that Tyra Banks is now hosting Dancing with the Stars, which I've never watched Dancing with the Stars. I do love Tyra from America's Next Top Model. Um, I think she's pretty awesome. She's I Now I feel like she's a little out there. She was not the same Tyra Banks that I remember from America's Next Top Model. Anyway, she's hosting. We watched like one or two, ep- three episodes maybe because Carol Baskins was on from – the Tiger King. The Tiger King, which I was like, ew, like really? That yeah, they're considering it's America. Weird. So then they had some like Nelly was on. Yeah. And um he didn't do great. He did Good. not do well. I like Nelly, so I have I used to like Nelly, but I have a problem with Nelly. Why? What why? Uh well when I worked at the radio, we had this radio event at the Vogue mm-hmm. here in Indy and he was like the special guest or whatever you were doing promotions at the time yeah and he was supposed to perform like this company rented out the vogue paid nelly to be there and paid us to promote it on the radio because it was for something i don't know well nelly was like two and a half hours late and people paid money like hundreds of of dollars to go to this event for some reason so because nelly's awesome um, you know the radio's responsible for nelly being late by the way in case you didn't know what do you mean um, well that's what people were pissed at the radio oh, people like me guys. yeah and they were like people like i don't even know they were yelling cussing at, at me yelling at me because i had like i put my name tag back in my shirt because you're like i don't want to be associated i was like i have no control they, they were like outside spitting on our van some oh people gosh. were and then he shows up. He's like two hours late. Shows up, and then, uh, quote unquote, performs, lip sings. No. Uh, for basically did a mashup of all of his hits in about thirty minutes, and then that was it. That was it. And then he went and he sat upstairs, like in the VIP section, and just chilled. Yeah. And I was, and I had to wait to leave because we had to wait for the event to end. So, like, I was there till, like, 2 in the morning. So, you just accused Nelly of lip-syncing? Are we going to get sued for that? Or is that, like, documented? No, because that's what he did. And everybody knows it? Public record? I mean, I don't know what, like, (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you. You can tell. sure? Uh, Because the microphone wasn't even near his mouth when the words were coming out on certain lyrics. Um. There was some girl, like, it was her birthday or something, and she was trying to get on stage and, like, pulling on him. So, like, he didn't have the mic near his face. But he was still saying But it. the words were still coming out, and okay. it's like, oh, okay. And then he was, like, done. And like I said, it was, like, less than 30 minutes. Isn't that a thing, though, at concerts? I've noticed concerts we've gone to, they always start late. 
two hours why late. Why am I defending Nelly? Yeah, I why? Know, but I just... You got something with Nelly that you have to defend? Like, <laughs> I guess. I get if you're going to be 50, half hour tops, but the people weren't even coming on stage and saying they didn't know either. Okay, that's crazy. Anyway, it's sorry. Dick so, move, Nelly. Okay, so we're all going to Back to your story. People. Um, Go back ahead. Back to my story. So the other person who was on Dancing with the Stars, that was Nev Schulman. And I'm like, that? And oh, Catfish. So then I was like, oh, I need to watch that documentary. That's how I, that's how that oh, got bumped okay. up to the list, if you were wondering. Yeah, that's a roundabout <laughs> story. I'm so sorry. Our listeners know by now, you know, we get there eventually. Okay, so then you so watched Nev, Catfish. Yes. And then his brother, um, Ariel and Henry, Juiced, I believe, is the other guy. They, they make, so... Nev is a photographer in New York City, and his brother and his friend are filmmakers. And so they're, they start kind of documenting um, Nev's relationship uh, online with this really sweet girl who's like seven or eight years old, and she um, likes to draw pictures from Nev's photos because I think he does like – I think it was ballet. Like he did photos of ballet and all sorts of things. That he yeah. So, that's, so, so it starts off really interesting with like – this correspondence he has with a seven-year-old girl. So it goes on from there. Um, a few months, I think it's a few months in, is when he and his, so the girl, the seven or eight-year-old girl has a, is it a stepsister, I believe? Um, uh, yeah, it's like her, no, it's her older sister. Her older. Supposed uh, older sister. Supposed older sister. And he develops a relationship with this little girl's mom and, and like her sister, whole family. The whole family. Yeah. And he thinks that, you know, he thinks that this little girl is just like a really talented artist and like they have this cute little pen pal thing. So then he gets to know the family. Then he starts getting romantically involved with the little girl's supposed sister. Or, or half well, sister. I mean, as rom- romantic as you can get over the phone. They Yeah, they like yeah. talk on the phone. Um, this was in 20, before 2010, I think, when they were filming it. So it yeah. was still like, this stuff was still pretty new. Um, mm-hmm. Internet and all that stuff. Facebook, right? They were on Facebook. Yeah. That's how they It was like early years, stages of Facebook. Yeah. So they, so a couple months in, um, Nev all of a sudden is like, wait a second, something's weird here because they're. Stuff didn't start adding up. Like yeah. she said something like. It was the music. The mom said, oh yeah, um, the older sister was a musician and they were out Nev and his brother and their friend were out in like Colorado or something because he lived in New York, but this girl and her family lived in like Michigan or something. And they were traveling for something, and she sends Nev a text or email or something. Yeah, and it's like, I can, I'm playing music right now. Want me to send you something? Yeah, name a song, I'll cover it for you. And she like records this song in like, in like two minutes, thirty minutes, or thirty minutes, something like that. And, and it's beautiful. His brother, I think. I think all three of them were kind of like, "What?" They like, send another one. So then she sends another one. I think. Yeah, and it's like real fast. And then to them, it something. That's when it starts registering, and then they start getting on YouTube. Yeah, they're smart. And looking up these songs that they're requesting from her, and basically what she was doing is downloading. The recording from YouTube of someone else, of someone else, and then sending it to them, saying it's her. Right, and, and they so they figure it out. Yeah, they figure it out. 
So then you go through this process with Nev of like, because he really had fallen in love with her. Um, yeah, you I feel mean, bad for him. You feel really bad for him because he truly fell in love with her. And um, so it's about his journey. And I don't want to ruin it if you want to see it, but it's his journey. And I love how he handles it. Like, so as they investigate and they end up going to um, show, they show up. Yeah, they go to confront her. Yeah. Um, it turns out, well, I'll just let you watch it. But I'm really impressed with how Nev and the guys handled it. It turns I'm just going to tell you guys, it's been out forever. The woman, because this is the mental health tie-in, um, the woman, it, so there's no seven or eight-year-old and there's no older sister. It's, it's No, there is, there's a little girl. Oh, there is a little girl. Yeah, but the girl's, she's like, I don't like art. Right. So, okay. So he ends up, so he keeps trying to meet up with, after he knows what's going on, or he knows that this isn't, something's not right, this person isn't who they say they are, he tries to meet up with the family and it just never seems to work, right? Because he invites them to like come out to Colorado when they were out there at some point. Her, yeah, yeah. But then the thing with the music and everything on their way home because right. they stop in Michigan. Is that and... when they stop when they're on the way home from that trip? Mm-hmm. That's right. And they have their cameras and everything. Yeah. And, and they're like, we're just going to stop at their house. We know where they live and we're going to, you know. Well, they have the address supposedly from all the stuff that she sends and things. And then supposed that the girl had this big art gallery to show off all of her work. And then they check that address and it's like this abandoned old J.C. Penney's in this little rinky-dink town of There's Michigan. There's no art gallery. It's closed and the realtor's like nobody's occupied this space for There have been no art shows years. here. So that was uh, another lie. Then they go to... The one address, and it's to some guy's farm or something, and they check the mailbox, and like his letters and stuff are in there because the girl hadn't been over there yet to pick the mail up. And then they find the house, and then they find the little girl and her mom or whoever she is, and that's what it was. The mom. The mom. Has... Had orchestrated all of this. And done all of this. And she's actually the artist. She's the artist. She's um, like really good though. She's really good. And she lives with her husband and his husband has two sons who are special needs, like in wheelchairs, nonverbal. Um, and this is her life is helping her husband take care of these boys. And so it shows how like this was this woman's way of creating a life for herself. Like she said that she always wanted to be a dancer, but instead she got married Married. yeah and you really feel for her because you can see like there has to be some deep-rooted psychological thing well i guess what's different about her case is that she wasn't after money right because a lot of these other catfish cases like they're they're manipulating people for money she just was bored she wanted fulfillment in her life is what what it really was um so by creating this story and having this relationship with neb it was like a way to escape her own reality and so Nev, instead of being mad, he really talks to her about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, I thought, very beautiful in how he handled it. Um, and he, you sh- you saw how raw she was, that she was a sad woman who was unfulfilled in her life. And this was her way of um, finding some something new, some meaning. And so anyway, I really recommend watching it because lots of interesting human behavior moments and in a good little mystery i mean they really do a great job in how they put the documentary together and they're so respectful of her because they could have just gone to this woman and been like you know because they had their cameras rolling and everything they were very humble and they really tried to understand what happened yeah how did how did this happen so that so then that's where catfish came from that term so i found an article 
who coined the term catfish by Aisha Harris, and that's on slate.com, and I will post that article. Uh, but so I'll just read this real quick. So toward the end of the 2010 documentary Catfish, Nev Schulman finally meets the woman with whom he's carried on a long-term online relationship. She is, he discovers, not young and single, but in her 40s and married. By way of metaphorical explanation, the woman's husband, Vince Pierce, recounts the following story, which inspired the name of the film. So at the end of the film, um, Nev is talking with this woman's husband. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just got a little crazy there with my hand. And he you can tell he's not 100% all there. But okay. harmless, would you say? Pretty yeah. harmless. He's, and so he says, he's just kind of chatting with Nev. And he says... Is, is he explaining, does he connect this concept of catfishing? Or is he just telling a story to Nev? I can't remember. I don't know. Okay, so I just remember that Nev is talking with the husband on the porch. And the husband says, they used to tank cod from Alaska all the way to China. They'd keep them in vats in the ship. By the time the codfish reached China, the flesh was mush and tasteless. So this guy came up with the idea that if you put these cods in these big vats, put some catfish in with them, and the catfish will keep the cod agile. And there are those people who are catfish in life. And they keep you on your toes. They keep you guessing. They keep you thinking. They keep you fresh. And I thank God for the catfish because we would be droll, boring, and dull if we didn't have somebody nipping at our fins. And I can't remember if he's saying that in response to what his wife did. Or if he even knows what his wife did. I can't remember. He knows what his wife did. Okay, so he probably was saying that in response yeah. to that. Um, so they they do a great job of showing that in the movie, that, that encounter with that story. And so in this article that I'm going to post, you can read, like, there's some real in-depth, um, what do you call it, like a fable or, like, tale over time of these catfish and the cod. And they go into some, like, really deep, like, back from oh, a yeah. book from – a novel um, in nineteen that was written in nineteen thirteen called *The Catfish* by Charles Marriott. So you can read all about it in this article. But what's hilarious is at the end, Casey finished reading all this article and tells me, really, the scientist comes in and is like, "This really couldn't happen with putting cod and catfish together." Yeah, tell why. Well, she she says catfish are freshwater, cod generally are saltwater. Anything coming from Alaska would most certainly be saltwater, and most catfish are bottom feeders, by no means uh, voracious predators that would keep cod agile. So basically, even the name, the concept of this catfishing concept of keeping the cod agile and on their toes really probably couldn't have happened and is a facade or not real. I guess. Which totally goes back to... And she also says that most cod, when it's transported, is already processed. Like, it's not alive, so... Yeah. So it's just interesting. It's just interesting. So then, in that case, um, of the catfish documentary and that story, like I said, the woman was just unfulfilled in her life and um, very talented, but stuck. She felt stuck, I believe, and... um, it's a really kind of beautiful human behavior story. Beautiful, not with a happy ending, but in the way that Nev handled her. Right. And the whole situation and his learning and growth and process. However, the catfishing stories that are on like Dr. Phil and the one that you told me about with um, the football player, like there are people out there who are doing this to 
get money, right? And fame. Yeah, well, with Manti Teo, they didn't get any money or anything. Was it just fame? Because on the Dr. I even, Phil... It was, I don't even know what they got out of that. They I'm... weren't getting any money from him because he was a college athlete, so he doesn't have any money. So the big the big thing on, like, Dr. Phil show and, like, all these other talk shows that I remember, it was a lot of older women, and they were being, quote-unquote, catfished by these men who mm-hmm. who were, like, their Prince Charmings, but really were these getting these women to send money. Yeah, they're predators, basically. Predators, yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think the woman in No, she wasn't getting was, anything out of was it. Was a predator. She was just... Well, Lost. she wasn't getting anything financial out of it. She was just getting a weird human connection. And a life. Or experience. Life. So yeah. real quick, I know we're just about out of time, but will you tell about Manti Teo? Because I really feel for this football player. He was so young when this happened to him, and you said that people like made fun of him so much, and my heart goes out to him. And he probably <laughs> just needs some therapy and some support. I think he's doing fine now. Okay. But yeah, tell everybody about he went Manti play- Teo. Well, I mean, if you don't know, we have an article we're going to post too, but to sum it up real quick, he played at Notre Dame. He was one of the best linebackers in the country, and he ended up having this girlfriend, supposedly, um, that he never met, but they always talked on the phone. Um, Same kind of pattern. And anytime that they were supposed to meet up. Something happened. No. there's A guy would show up, like her brother or something. Oh. And... Then she, uh, or he had like something come up where he couldn't go. But the few times that he did meet up with somebody, it was this guy. It was like a brother or something. And he would say something like she couldn't make it. Well, then his grandma died and then of like leukemia or something. And then just so happened his girlfriend got leukemia and then was like, had all these it just got like go. General. It got really wild and out of hand, and then eventually, I don't. He either finally was like, "This is really weird, and I don't know what to do," and like was he consulted with people for like leukemia for her or anything like that. Was, was there, he what? Was he raising money to like help treat leukemia? Was there any money tie in with him? I don't know. Okay. I didn't. He wasn't. I mean, he doesn't have money at the time. He's a college athlete, and if he was giving right. out money he was violating rules oh right so okay. so it wasn't he, about money in that yeah either. um but it comes like it comes all around of he tells his parents because this went on for like a couple years or something and then like what's going on and then the notre dame investigates it and they clear his name and then it comes to find out that that guy he had met every now and then was actually the one catfishing him. Like behind all of it. Yeah. And it's like there, they create characters. There was a girl that actually he did speak to on the phone um, that was part of it. And she finally came clean and was like, my name's actually Leah. And then tried to have some sort of, tried to get into a real relationship with him did he after all this. Did he engage in that? I don't think so. Okay. I wouldn't. Um, hopefully he's not I know. That. He seems so naive though. But yeah, it just, it escalated in the public in the media because one this documentary had already come out so it was like hey dude how did hey you man like catfish he's 20 and he's young um so then he i remember going to like sporting events and on the big screen and you know how they do the kiss cam type of thing right. you know 
Well, it was like Manti Teo cam. So if somebody was sitting by themselves or had an empty seat next to him, it'd be like Manti Teo cam. And they put the guy up with the empty seat next to him. Like, cause his imaginary girlfriend's there. Oh my God. That is so mean. And then people would like put their arm around their fake girlfriend and stuff like and that. And pretend that they had a girlfriend and they're making fun of him. him. That is so mean. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's not good, I guess. Yeah. I <laughs> but mean, he... I think he's fine. He went okay? and played in the NFL. He's still in the NFL. Okay. So uh, I'll do I think his life is okay other than just being embarrassed. Yeah. Because you just have to look at like what's going on in someone's life that they could fall into that trap. Like Nev, he, he didn't, it didn't take him that long. I mean, as soon as he had some red, red flags, he figured, he investigated right. It's when people let it go on for years without meeting the person or even like past six months. Like, come on. Yeah, it's I know you were talking about it earlier before we started recording about like the whole online dating and things. And it's just to me when I was doing the online dating, I wasn't on there to just chat. I wanted to meet up. So if they let them know that. Yeah, I'm like, well, exchange some conversation on here but i don't want it strictly just to be through the dating app you know like the whole point of being in a relationship is meeting up and all of that like i can so i was real strict about that i'm like we're not not gonna meet up gonna meet up we've been talking on here for like three days and we have and you have not even entertained the idea of trying to make plans to go out for coffee or something so it's like I don't want to waste my time. Right. So you set up those boundaries, right? Yeah. There. So I know you don't have a any experience because you no, I never did online, never did dating. online dating. So thing. it's not that it's you were having a hard time like putting it together, I guess, of like how does this happen or Yeah. But I... it's it's I think people allow it. Of course they allow it to happen because it's like they don't have boundaries. They don't set those things up. They just apparently talking via text and what you think is on the phone is good enough for them. Well, for me, that doesn't work. And it's like, if I can't ever see you, like, why do I want to date you? Because part of the whole being with somebody is like the intimate thing, too. Yeah, so and it's just like, being IRL in real life and seeing, feeling each other's energy and seeing the chemistry come into play of like conversation and in real life. Right. Or even Skyping or FaceTiming, like you can at least pick up right. some of that. Yeah. Um, so I think also sometimes people don't want to see the truth. I don't think that's the case with Nev at all. He he wanted the truth. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes people get caught up in, um, well, this is entertaining and fun and I'm getting attention from someone and I don't want to believe. I don't, I don't want to believe that this could not be real. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, so that is some history on where the terminology um, catfish, catfishing someone. There catfish. you go. Now I know. Now I know. And if anyone else missed that, that's why. Or sometimes we just use words and phrases and we don't really know like where it came from or why it is that way. So I hope I brought some clarity for the all because this is really important stuff, right, for our lives. Not, But anyway. This show is full of fun facts. Um, sometimes we'll drop in, uh, you know, a mental health moment here and there. I don't really have many for today other than 
um, hey, we're going to get through this winter, everyone. And the Mental Mom Show will be here with you through the winter to bring you entertaining, fun, I don't know. Where am I going with this? I have no idea. Can we just be Probably done? need to go. I think All right, guys. We have no more brain power. Casey, take us out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really means a lot. As always, if you could please like, rate, share, subscribe, reach out to us if you have anything you'd like to add or uh, topics you'd like to discuss or articles you find interesting, just email us at thementalmomshow at gmail.com or on Facebook at The Mental Mom Show or Instagram. Sure. We're on Instagram yeah. too, Cindy's The Mental Mom Show. Cindy's been revamping stuff and it looks really awesome. So if you haven't checked our site out in a while, it is coming together. Visually, my writing Visually. needs to be updated. Yeah, most of the time. You know, so until uh, next time. All right, bye y'all. Everybody says that you're moving again. I don't want.